It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host, host Ethan Smith. Hope you guys are all having a phenomenal day. Wherever you may be listening here on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, Mike and Smith, we will be joined today by Gary Morgan on Monday, September 12th. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed NFL Sunday and enjoyed the weekend. And on today's point, to be talking about the adjustments at the plate that O'Neill Cruz has been making and why it's been leading to his recent success and his recent hitting Streak. We're also going to go about the new MLB rules that will be instituted in 2023 and some of the reactions to them that are not as positive as I think MLB wanted them to be. And more on today's podcast. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, as you always do every single day. And let's get this episode on the road. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, as mentioned before. To my right, as always, is Gary Morgan wearing the pit hat. Game from Pitt this past weekend in its entirety. It was something to watch. <laughs> um, I think if Keaton Slovis would have stayed healthy in that game, they probably win that game. You never know. That could have been said about a lot of games across the country in college football this weekend. But we are here to talk about baseball, where the Pitt and the St. Louis Cardinals seem like they get together and there's always something to talk about. Uh, Albert Pujols hits home run 696. This weekend, O'Neill Cruz is at the plate. But first of all, Gary, how are you today? How are things going? And what did you see from the Pirates this weekend that you liked? I'm good, man. Uh, have I, I've enjoyed this series so far. I mean, as we're recording this, we haven't seen the final act yet. We don't know what's going to happen on, on the Sunday game. But um, the first two... It's nice seeing the bats come to play. It really is, and it's nice seeing people that matter, meaning people that I'm fairly certain are going to be back next year doing things that matter. That's really what this is all about. 
And as far as, you know, the way that they end the season, I'd be happy if it was filled with more action like this, more pushing the envelope, more offense doing something, more pitching trying to keep them in games. I, that's that's the fun, man, is watching the kids turn into players. Yeah, and we've seen that as of late from O'Neill Cruz, has been the center of talk for pretty much since he ever came up, and even before he came up this year, where his batting average is low, but he's hard, and all this other stuff. But now, the batting average and the slugging and the on-base percentage and the OPS are all skyrocketing in the midst of his uh, hitting streak now. And it's been due to the adjustments at the plate, I think, that he's making, that he's realizing, I could still hit the ball 110 miles per hour, but it doesn't necessarily have sense for me to get on base. That's one thing I think I've been seeing from him a lot is, and I'm going to get your opinion on this as well, is I feel like he's just the ball up more. Like he's just taking the right pitches, not just looking at the, like looking at pitches he should be crushing, but also taking his opportunities where he finds them. And I think with his talent level, I think we all expected this. He just needed a little bit of time. And I'm not saying that this is the O'Neill Cruz that we're going to get used to who he's going to be. He's only going to get better. He's only going to continue to adjust to major league pitching. But what adjustments have you seen that have impressed with O'Neill Cruz and why he's been so successful as of late over really the past week or so? I mean, first of all, I think we're focusing on results whenever we we talk about um he's taking what's given to him or whatever i don't think that he's changed a thing as far as what he's going after what he's trying to swing at he's never been a guy that swings just looking for home runs throughout his entire career he's never done that he's always just looked to hit the ball hard he's never cared about which part of the field it went to it's always been about hitting the ball hard He's always hit lefties. So this isn't like a guy that, you know, I, I thought would come up here and just fall into being home run happy and, and suck at everything else. It, it takes a while to adjust to major league pitching. And I think that's really what nobody took into account. Nobody took into account that nobody in AAA with any consistency is throwing sliders that baffle and bewilder somebody that can hit a ball that <laughs> that well and uh it it should actually make us lower our expectations a little bit for some of these other guys who we consider to be lesser talents like cal mitchell or jack Selinski, for them to be able to come up here and, and work through their own progression for for understanding the league and facing different kinds of pitching and the advanced talent that's in mlb that's really what this is about that's all it is, is the game is starting to slow down for O'Neill a little bit. If you want yeah. to talk about adjustments he's made, he's made more in the field than at the plate. Oh yeah, you can he's see he's taken he's taken some MPH off of his fastball over to first a couple times now because he realizes he doesn't have to do it all the time. That's good. Yeah, and if he can become just an average shortstop defensively. And when I say average, I mean like average fielding percentage, making the occasional crazy play, stuff like that, and hit the baseball the way he is now and only getting better at it, you got a real player on your hand. And I don't think that was ever in doubt with O'Neill. Everybody kind of knew this kid is special. 
It's just how far do the how far does he take himself? He's got special physical gifts, and that's that's one thing. There aren't a whole lot of people that have those special physical gifts. There's even fewer people that take those special physical gifts and turn them into baseball player. Well, he's chosen to. I mean, look at his frame. He could have played basketball. He could have played football. There's a whole lot of things he could have done. He chose baseball, and yeah, I, the the sky's the limit. Honestly, you know, we we all want to fantasize about what he could become, but the sky is legitimately the limit. Yeah, and uh, uh, one thing that I've been waiting for, and I I would like it to happen, but I think it's something they need to at least explore, is getting him signed to an extension, kind of like the key Brian Hazen. Uh, I think that's something they'll definitely explore in the 2023 offseason and should explore because uh, obviously he has ton now. You don't even have to worry about that. But getting him locked up, I think, would also be a message to say, okay, we understand that this is one of our staples of our franchise. Let's keep him here for a very long time, which he'll be here. I forget how long of control he has. I think 2028, like, he becomes a free agent. Yeah, so that's six years from now. In- yep. By then, we'll be having completely different conversations about O'Neill Cruz, I'm sure. We'll be having completely different conversations about a lot of different Then There's a really real chance that your infield it features Termar Johnson, O'Neill Cruz, and Key Brian Hayes. So that's going to be really fun, but also who knows what's going to happen. But I would like to see them sign him to some kind of extension. I don't know what that extension would look like because I'm Still not great on the contractual stuff of ML. What kind of extension you signed? It certainly isn't going to look like Cabrian Hayes. I'll tell no. you that. Brian Hayes took uh, a deal that I'm still surprised he took, even even playing the way he has this year. Legit. So um, as far as Cruz, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's feasible. I don't know what it looks like. I bet it looks a lot more like. Um, I, I'm Julio Rodriguez, I think is his name in Seattle. It's slipping yeah. my mind. I think I think it's it looks a lot more like what he just signed than it does what Cabrian Hayes just signed. So, you, are the Pirates willing to do something like that? I don't know. Is O'Neill willing to do something like that? I don't know. But it is something they should start a, exploring. Yeah, that's something they should explore, but that's also a talk for another day when they actually start exploring it. Because I'll believe it when I see it if the Pirates throw Gaz's contract at O'Neill Cruz, which they, I mean, in the other like if this was Seattle, they'd probably do it. But Seattle, that's what I like to always say about the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are not a, other teams that operate that way. But O'Neill Cruz, again, as you said, the skies is, is the limit with the kids. You say that as if Seattle's done it countless Before. times in the past. <laughs> they don't, they don't the either. You know, yeah. like, that, that's why it's worth talking about, because there is a first time for everything. And to me, you don't ask, you don't get. And uh, just because I don't... Th- I don't believe in the Pirates to do something like that financially. It does not mean that we shouldn't pressure them and talk about it and and lay it out as an expectation. When you get a player like this, 
in, in all sincerity, you don't let them go. You do everything in your power to make sure that you don't let them go. The Penguins will never let go of Sidney Crosby. No. For instance. So, I mean, like, there, there's reasons to hold on to players like that. It's also a little premature to pretend that he's going to maximize his talent. You know, I, it looks good right now. But a couple weeks ago, it didn't look so good, right? Well, you give him two years of 30, 40 home runs, and an extension is not going to happen because he'll turn into Juan Soto. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. <laughs> wow yeah i mean you look at it that way and it's just like yeah you're not wrong which is why i would like them to get it done sooner rather than later because i mean you look at what he was on pace for with the stats that he currently has and he would be in that he would be in that ballpark right now round yep he's a little older though so i mean he does have that going against him as far as yeah. getting like a, a ton 15 year contract or something but still he's going to get in the ballpark of aab Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully O'Neill Cruz doesn't have to go on LinkedIn to find a new team whenever he becomes a free agent in 2028. But if you need to f- hire right now for your small business, make sure you do it at LinkedIn Jobs. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. Terms and conditions apply. So b- besides the Pirates and Cardinals series this weekend, the biggest news, of course, was the rule changes that will be coming to Baseball via MLB's competition committee, which voted and improved on these things this weekend. And it got people talking. So obviously here in the Locked on Pirates podcast, especially when Gary's here, we're going to talk about it. Um, So before we started recording, Gary actually said something very uh, eye-opening about Major League Baseball and rule changing. And I believe you said they think it's a lot easier to change these things than it really is. And it's more plot. I mean, you will go down the list and see Gary's thoughts here, but the biggest one, I think obviously, or the biggest two are going to be the pitch clock, which is 15 seconds with the bases empty and 20 seconds with runners on. 
The ban of the defensive shift, which means two field, uh, fielders have to be on each side of second and must have both feet on the infield dirt. So we'll start with those because they're the most important. These are going to change things. The pitch yeah. clock, I don't think not, uh, the pitch clock. It'll change a little bit of how pitchers' cadence is and everything, but the ban of the defensive shift, I think, is the major one because I think you're going to see ERAs go up quite a bit next year with this new pitch clock and the defensive shifts because a lot of the way pitchers attack is based off of the shift that their defense had. So I mean, maybe, maybe, but then you, you talk to somebody like Matt Caps who says – you know, I used to give up a base hit and turn around and find out there wasn't a second baseman at second base, and it changed the way that I pitched entirely. I hated it, and you know, I think there's a lot more pitchers that feel. AJ Burnett was another one. He would he used to turn around and see that nobody was at short and just lose his mind because they shifted away from having a traditional defense. Uh, I'm sure that. Um, the analytics work out and it probably does stop more base hits than it, than it causes. But I think that pitchers by and large will be relatively split on whether that helps or not. I'm more interested in watching how people abuse new roles than I am the new roles, because that seems to be um, almost an art form in and of itself. And you see it all the time, even when the NFL changes roles, Um, it's more about, the abuse of them that or the even the enforcement of them than the actual rules themselves pitch clock i think everybody will be fine with over time i really do i don't think that's going to cause too many problems i haven't seen it cause many problems in the minors where it was tested it it hasn't bothered me in fact i haven't even noticed it no um if it, it's it's fine i think as far as the shifting goes the way that the rule is written, and I'll have to see the actual legalese version of how it's written to, to 100% know, but as it's constructed, that, that, that you have to be in the dirt, well, ballparks are completely independent. They can change how they do everything. <laughs> like They could just make the dirt area bigger if they want to. They really could. Look at Oakland. Like, Oakland has a dirt patch, like, right in the middle of theirs. You know? I mean, like, you brought up Three River Stadium and those types of, of places before that didn't have dirt in between. Yeah, you know, so how do you Astro. institute that? Right. So there, there's a lot of um, little intricacies to that role. I think all in all, what partially banning the, the shift, or I guess we should really call it restricting the shift, does is it make sure guys like Kevin Newman have a job in this league? Um, for instance, if you think the Pirates should move on from Kevin Newman this offseason as he approaches arbitration one, I would ask you who plays shortstop if O'Neill Cruz gets hurt. Because they don't have anybody. <laughs> no, not right and now. And you no. cannot afford to have some guy trying to play short when they have to have that range. I mean, the only plausible guy that could even have that range to play shortstop is your franchise third baseman, and he's not doing that. That's it. I mean, Marcano, love him to death, he can't do it. G1 Bay is not a shortstop. G1 Bay is not a shortstop. 
Nick Leo Gonzalez Pagaro, probably can't do it. Leo Pagaro plays it every once in a while, but I mean, he doesn't exactly flash to me that he's like a exceptional defensive shortstop. He's got the range to do it. He's had just as many throwing problems as O'Neill. But still, yeah, he's probably your next best bet to play shortstop. Yeah, but even then, like you said, I mean, do you really have full confidence in Leo Piguero playing shortstop every day if O'Neill Cruz is hurt for, say, like a key Brian Hayes injury that Hayes had last year where he was out for four months? Do you really have confidence in Piguero playing shortstop every day? I'll be honest with you, I don't. Yeah, just saying, it, it creates holes. It, it it probably makes jobs for people like Omar Vizquel back in the day or Chico Lean. You know, you need real defensemen in the middle there Yeah. without the shift. And I think that kind of puts a little bit more importance back on that. And then there's more role changes, so I'll let you go. Yeah, so we have two more that I remember uh, off the top of my head. The one that I think is actually going to be mostly okay is the larger bases. They uh, increase the base size by, I think, three inches. So it's not like a crazy, crazy difference, but it's for player safety, which I'm always all. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.